Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and maybe, yeah, should be good morning for everybody. Anyway, I'm your host, Anime Nerd, and I hope everybody had a great weekend. I know I did. Uh, definitely had a good time chilling and relaxing. I even managed to do a podcast with a couple of my friends. So, by the way, speaking of podcasts, all you guys should definitely go ahead and check out my last podcast, Anime Power Summit is on all the platforms and it's even on YouTube. So definitely follow me on Anime Nerd on YouTube and you should be able to see it there. Check it out there if you guys like visual or prefer listening to podcasts on YouTube. Wherever you prefer listening to, definitely, definitely go check it out. And when you do, leave a rating, drop a like, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, go ahead and rate it. And drop a comment, tell me what you like, what you don't like. You know, good credit, bad credit, any type of critique is welcome. Definitely help will make the podcast better or what you guys want to focus on. Remember, I love doing this, but I also like hearing feedback because I believe feedback is good and it helps you grow as a podcaster and even as a as a company. I'm not per se a company, but I'm a little company. <laughs> anyway, so what brings me on here? Of course, you already know it's going to be the weekly uh, anime review or manga review of Promise Neverland and My Hero Academia. So stay tuned for that. Also, I just want to mention some news that's going on. So I'm working on a new logo for Anime Nerd. I'm going to interchange between the one that I got now, but I definitely want a new one. Definitely something customized. So if you know somebody that can do it, definitely go on that. I'm also working on getting a new custom beat for myself that I have in the background. Pretty sure you guys hear other podcasters have it. It's time for me to have my own. As <laughs> much as I love different beats, I, I want something that's unique. And then you guys tune in and it's like, oh yeah, that's Anime Nerd beat right there. That's his Nobody could take that away. And also, I'm trying to work on professional opening and outro for my podcast. far as the YouTube side of things. Just a lot of stuff. But one major, major important thing is happening. And I don't want to spoil it until we have it up and running. But there's something in the works between me and a couple of fellow anchor podcasters that we're working on. So stay tuned for that. You guys will know the news of that when it happens just know we are working due diligently to get it up and running and have everybody and everything come and check it out so there's definitely works on that so be on the lookout for a couple things like i always say 2019 year number two of anime nerd um and i'm pretty sure it's gonna be year number two for a lot of my podcaster friends so check it out on that one those are for the old friends uh for my new one a lot of you guys know I'm in the work of trying to schedule times for new people so we can actually sit down and talk. And so I want to do more like an interview type thing for new podcasters to be able to get their name out there, their shine, and everybody to be heard. So definitely in works. Like I said, lots of stuff in works. I can't wait. But anyway, so this is just a little intro news update for what's going on but stay tuned because we're going to go ahead and drop the reviews for promise neverland and my hero academia so all right peace
Alrighty, folks, so we're gonna go ahead into the manga of the week. And the so first one will be the Promised Neverland chapter 123 and an important choice. So, if you last remember, Ray and Emma were talking, and Ray asked Emma how did she really feel about the whole situation, about them exterminating demons. And if you ask me personally, if it was me, I would have been like, yo, no problem done deal yeah let's get rid of these demons which i understand completely understand you know norman aspect of wanting to eliminate demons but if you think about it ray emma and the rest of the children from gracefield kind of all own it to these two particular demons that they met way back in the beginning of when they had escaped and those demons uh was musica and sonju sonji i forgot it's, it's in this chapter that's all i know but anyway uh, pretty much the reason why Emma is pretty much conflicted because she met demons that are nice. Even Although it's being two demons, she still met them and it still never took it away. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> sorry about that. Let's go ahead and begin with it. So, pretty much the chapter opened up, conversation still continuing. Emma was pretty much was like, what should I do, Ray? I don't know what I should do. For the most part, Ray, being the typical cool, laid-back type of character he is, is he don't know either. And Emma was kind of shocked, pretty, pretty much. And Ray was pretty much explaining what was going on for the most part. He said, if the seven-wall route isn't something, the, the seven-wall route isn't something that's going to work. Destroy the plantation, forge the promise. Either way, the demons will perish. They could either run, run away, and the demons will chase them. Then eventually we'll chase them into the human world and even where more people will die. So the situation is kind of becoming a little bit, how should I say, kind of crazy for the most part. And the reason why I say that is because you really don't know what path to choose. Like I said, I can understand Emma and Ray point of view on wanting to save the demons because of they met nice demons. But I can also understand Norman way of wanting to eliminate them because all they know is demons eat human. They haven't, he haven't even met any bad demons. So for the most part, it's, it's one of those type of things that they really have to come up and really have to think. But anyway, so Ray mentioned that Emma should go talk to Norman about it. And she was like, why should he? Because she, and he pretty much was saying that her real intention is Barry. And if they go through with a plan of exterminating all the demons, she's going to hate herself for it. And you probably will, won't, and you'll regret it for the most part. So naturally, so the two still conversate some more, which I'll let you guys read. Because I realize I'm not going to go keep going page by page, line by line. I'm just going to go give you the main meat and maybe some potatoes and so and those two was talking that's when they mentioned about musica and sonju sonju y'all i finally got it. it's not son two or whatever i said earlier it's sonju and ray had thought about something very particular that i myself completely forgot now if you guys remember norman said humans have to eat well not humans demons have to eat humans and able to maintain their intelligent and you know they're a human-like form 
well, Ray said, or actually it was Emma, one of those two, was saying that Musica and Sonju, those who don't eat human, and was saying that how it's strange, all they used to eat was, well, all they used for, all they eat was birds, fish, and other herbs and stuff like that. But yet they have highly intelligent and stuff. So, they, of course, that got everybody thinking, even got me thinking, I'm not even living in this world. I'm over here thinking like, dang, they really do. So, what's going on? What is up with that? Is Norman lying? Or is there more to be said about these demons than what we really know of them right now? Because we do know that they set off like as like bacteria that eventually fester up into what they are now. Anyway, so we keep it going. And pretty much they say Sonju and Musica are the exception. They don't need to eat people to maintain their human form or intelligence. And Emma's wondering, like, if all demons were like that, it would have been easier to coexist with each other. And they they wouldn't want to worry about, you know, living in the human world and not worrying about killing and being eaten and stuff like that. So pretty much they have those two talking over some more. And they both agreed that they should go talk to Norman about it. And they get to Norman's area where Norman's at or was supposed to be, and that's when they met Norman Lackey, and they ran in, and they all had a shock, Norman Lackey had a shot look at him, because remember, they, those guys never met Emma and Ray yet, so pretty much, this is their first time encountering each other, Emma and, the, Emma and Ray introduce each other, and the girl, which I've, I don't even know her name, offered them the bite of meat, which looked kind of raw, I ain't gonna lie, but the picture don't even look cooked at all, so who knows? These these guys are characters because, you know, Ray, I mean, Norman got the black butler dude. I'm, I'm assuming he's black because his character skin color is definitely darker. Uh, Then you got this buff dude and the girl with the long hair. All of them have everything. So, naturally, so um emma and ray was like they're gonna come back later because norman's out on the uh, urgent business that's what they responded but the chapter ends with them having a seat with the two with three of norman lackeys i don't know what you want to call them norman five minerva five whatever they say have a seat we're a little bit curious you you're those goodies from gracefield and it ends like that so for the most part i'm predicting they're going to go try to get information from Emma and, Emma and Ray. But in return, we're going to know these guys' backstory and what's the deal with them and why they serve Norm, um, Norman so. And how come they look so much older? Are they, like, their age? Are they, like, teenagers? Well, technically, they will be teenagers, but way more mature teenagers. Because if you look at Ray and Emma, they're mature, but they don't really look mature, mature. Whereas Norman, he looks like he's definitely grown and it could be from the testing it could it couldn't be but we do know they all came from a place where they've got experiment experiment on so there's definitely they're definitely more genetically enhanced than you know ray and emma even norma technically would be genetically enhanced than ray and emma because he was in that plant so they all have some type of special abilities don't know what it is we'll find out Naturally, so, you know, Emma is a natural-born leader. So, of course, you know, she's going to be that hard-headed type character 
that we all used to love and stuff like that. And I'm really enjoying this series so far. So, hey, you guys let me know what you guys think and predict. Definitely stay tuned because you guys already know what's next. It's going to be My Hero Academia. And speaking of that, we'll talk about it when it's time for the next segment. So, peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and finish up this podcast of weekly manga review. And already, you know, we finally finished the joint art tournament and whatnot and everything fine and dandy with that. So we're going to go ahead and begin with chapter 217. So later on that evening, it said uh, 7 p.m. to be exact. (laughs) You see Bakugo and Deku over there fighting in whatever it was. And being typical Bakugo, the hell is wrong with you? You scared of something? And Deku was like, wait, wait, I'm telling you, it just won't activate. So pretty much in the beginning of the whole entire chapter, they clearly you see them like either sparring and All Might was trying to stop them pretty much. And I'm guessing they were training for them trying to see if he can activate his quirk or not. And in the next page, naturally so, it answered my theory. And it was saying, Bakugo was saying, is it one of those types of things that only activate once he's in mortal danger? And All Might was pretty much saying that the training is to make sure it doesn't activate uh, what's wrong, young Midoriya. Pretty much asking what's wrong. And then Midori pretty much saying, I guess he can't activate it, um, that he don't feel the present, the present has disappeared. So pretty much right off the back, so Deku don't have control of this new black rope whip, whatever you want to call it, power just yet. And it makes sense, and I figured that it's going to make those type of sense. So that proves one of two theories. I mean, one, My Hero Academia. It's going to be full of shit, obviously. It's going to show him actually struggling to use the whip a new power. Two, we know he got, what, five more? Four or five more others like that? So it won't be all in one day type of thing, which I appreciate. I want to see him struggle a little bit to learn how to use it before he matches. I mean, it did take him a while just to use the basic concept of one for all. So for him to learn something more that All Might himself, per se, might not even know how to do is going to be a trick, but Deku is the chosen one, and I'm pretty sure when it's all said and done, we're going to be arguing about who we choose over the old big three and the new big three after this is all said and done. So we're going to keep continuing and discuss. Anyway, so... Back, so things switch over, and, and pretty much you see All Might, Deku, and uh, Katja and Bakugo all over there sipping on tea, talking, and something like that. So, and All Might was saying a previous one for all user quirk, so it's kind of evolved from one for all, pretty much, meaning that All Might never had this quirk. As a matter of fact, I don't even think All Might ever tapped into this type of power that Deku tapped in. More than likely, he hasn't and everything. So you've seen him discussing 
and everything like that. All my was thinking about that, the ability to pose previous uh, Wheeler's quirk, even my master probably um, did not know of this. So meaning, it confirms two things that all my didn't know and the master before him didn't know. So this is something new that only Deku had. And my theory is because Deku is quirkless and pretty much baseless, that he can fester up these quirks. Because it pretty much they're working from ground zero and building up. Was making his body more acceptable into these things. So and it continue on and they talk um and um, Kacha actually says something pretty interesting. He asks that um, did it have something to do with one for all? And he's the one who created one. I mean, not one for all. I mean, all for one. And he was like, he's the one who created one for all in the first place, right? And to be able to pose multiple quirk, I get it. It's the same as his, ain't it? Which, honestly, it makes sense. It really does, but why would it, from my theories, why would it wait so long to get to another user before it could? And, of course, Deku began rambling on and thinking about it and everything like that. All Might was actually impressed that, you know, Kachan is actually bringing the conversation forward without him asking and so like that. So during the whole training, you say, well, you see All Might and... All my and Deku kind of all alone, and all my ex Deku if if he was all right, and Deku was kind of in his mind would say all for one power, and they hear you idiot and yada yada yada, stuff like that. Anyway, so to get back to the room or where they stay at, and you see class one B and two, one B or one A, whatever one one A one B, whatever you call those, one A and one B, yeah, uh in the in the room hanging out chilling so it's good to see that both classes are getting along and enjoying each other because you never really seen them hang out you always seen the tension between them but you never really truly see them be kids and hang out so you got to see them all hanging out discussing and giving each other compliments and stuff like that and then an interesting conversation with Deku and Toriroki happened uh, so uh, Todoroki was like, Midoriya, I was looking for you. He said, you also have two quirks. And pretty much because you remember Todoroki technically was the only one with two quirks to begin with. Which I'm saying, I'm surprised they're trying to keep it down low. Todoroki is an amazing character. But I'm just being biased here. Anyway, so he said, when you asked me to come at you with all I had, you were still hiding your own power. I'm kind of shocked. So Todoroki don't know anything about All Might naturally. So oh, all for one, or oh, one for all. God dang, I hate this. Why can I not remember this quirk? I either get it mixed up with all for one, or all one for all, and it's just it's just it just it just makes it up. I wish they would have came up with a better name for it. Anyway, and naturally, so he would feel like that and stuff like that. Um, but to his offense, he didn't know he didn't know that Deku had two quirks, and neither did Deku. And anyway, like that, so he gave Deku props about the joint during the joint training arc or training, whatever you want to call it. 
and pretty much and Deku naturally so said you are amazing to be able to generate uh so much flame but Todoroki said it's not enough I haven't changed compared to you that's why I need to progress further then you see him pull out his phone and then you see the scene switch over to Endeavor and everything like that and Endeavor was like unbelievable to think you will be the one to bring it up and started laughing of course Endeavor look at Todoroki um well Shoto as the prodigal son that he wanted because he wanted someone to have hot half hot half cold and pretty much apparently he want to teach his son something about I want you to teach me about flash fire so Todoroki's about to be in some training. He's about to get an upgrade, and I, which meant I hope if he get an upgrade, that means new upgraded suit. Which comes to a little sidebar here. I think it's time for a lot of them to get a new upgraded suit. I'm thinking Ochacho need a definitely new upgrade suit because her own is too bulky on the bottom. It need to be something. I don't know that bulkiness of the legs. It just don't go. And then Todoroki on is so simple and plain. There ain't nothing really special about it. So it's time to give give it some a little pizzazz and whatnot. So then the next day happened, and pretty much you see the teachers talking, and there ain't nothing really important. I'll let you guys read that. The main important thing that happened in this chapter was Monoma going to meet Eri. And if you remember, Aizawa wanted Monoma to meet Eri because what I believe that he was going to try to do was see if Monoma can take Eri power and use it to reverse reverse uh, that one guy. I can never remember his name. Sorry about that, guys. That one guy's power and whatnot. So you see them there. Um, so it cuts to that, and they said, oh, sorry for calling you two out like this, Midoriya and Miro. Oh, Mirio. Mirio. Ugh. That's his name. I wanted Monoma to help with something. But regardably, having Monoma here alone would have been far too damaging to Eri-chan mental health. <laughs> and I don't blame him, of course, naturally. So he is a mess to hang with. Anyway, so. And then that's when Monoma was saying, she's a miss. Uh, sorry, Race, I won't be able to live up to your expectation. Is that so? And Ray said, respond, that's so unfortunate. He tried to copy Eri Chan and Quirk. What are you? Rather, what did you mean by Mrs. Monoma? Uh, it's the same type of yours. Your Quirk is also an accumulation type Quirk. So Monoma all have a certain type of ability. If it's accumulation Quirk, if it's fested within the body, he can't use it right away. It might work, but it might not work. It's a hit and miss with those with that type of quirk. It say, but if that quirk relies on strong storing something up or converting it to energy, somehow I can't copy what has already been stored, you see. So think about it. If he could have used one for all on Midoriya, he could have easily smashed him in smithereen because he would have uncontrollable strength. So anyway, but naturally, so Eri said, I'm sorry for causing everyone trouble. My power is causing everyone trouble. Everyone would be better off if I didn't have this power. And Deku, of course, naturally, so being a good guy, he is, that's not true. It's your power that saved me. If you remember, it was her power that saved them, managing to go from 
go past 100. He was pretty much all my in that little brief saying thanks to Aries Chun. So I ain't gonna lie. If she come out in the game, I'm definitely having her as my character because she's gonna bring out the best of my character as a as a support character. And then naturally so those two made a promise. Uh he said I think I'm gonna try my best after all. I'll definitely master it too one for all. And that was it. End of the chapter. It was a great chapter. We'll see where it goes from there. It's not really leading up to anything right now, per se. But I do have to say this. That My Hero Academia definitely swept the whole entire board of the Crunchy um, Roll Award. Now, I don't know how you guys hold the Crunchy um, Roll Award ceremony. It's pretty good. But I think it's time to also get a new type of award ceremony. Something that might not seem a little too unbiased. I mean... Don't get me wrong, uh, My Hero Academia is a great show, but it was pretty fishy though that All Might and One for All fight beat out that Naruto and Sasuke fight from Boruto. That fight scene was amazing, but hey, that's neither here nor there. I'll probably do that on a rant or something. Who knows? We'll see. But anyway, I'm your host, Anime Nerd. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in. And until next time, peace.